שהחיינו וקיימנו, הגיענו לזמן הזה. It's a time of הודאה, it's a time to give thanks to Hashem. As Hashem gives us ימים טובים, Hashem gives us light at different times of the year. During a winter, we were just blessed with Hanukkah. Hanukkah lights all of us up. And Baruch Hashem, we're like it is every year, Baruch Hashem, from the beginning of the yeshiva, to help us, to be mechazik us. And I include myself in that chizik. When Rabbi Kalish, when the Rav comes, it's a chizik for all of Klal Yisrael, for Eretz Yisrael. You know, we were mentioning outside before as it was raining, and I knew it was going to rain. Because whenever Rabbi Kalish comes, it rains. In Eretz Yisrael, they were misakein. They were misakein a few weeks ago, a few a little bit ago, because of Atsiras Gishamim in Israel. It's a little bit more challenging. And next time, I mean, hopefully that won't happen again. But we'll just say Rabbi Kalish has to come a little bit earlier, and he'll solve the problem. I'm not sure if it rains all over or wherever he is. Maybe it rains. Maybe that's the shot. Yeah. Shefa. Love, are light. And I just want to share a thought, and then, of course, it's just to, uh, how could I not, I don't know if to say it's not even introducing, it's, it's uh, no introduction necessary for Rabbi Kalish, just for me to share within my heart, for all of us, I think for all of us, we have to. We have to talk about this, and we have to talk about the gift of a person, of the tzaddikim, of the people who light, who give us, all of us, are, who are madlikas. I said last year, I had this chiddish last year, a few weeks before Rabbi Kalish came, I said it. I said about moda'ani, that a person says moda'ani, while he's in bed, while his hands are still tame. And what does he say? He says, Rabba Amunasecha. Hashem has faith in me. And like we all know, to have faith in somebody when the stocks are high, so to speak, what's the big deal? But to have Rabba Amunasecha, 
when someone is in the dark, when someone is wherever they are, that's godless, that's greatness. And I thought, and I'm going to end off with this machshava that I had this year, and I love the song, I love the song, and I saw my son showed me the sweatshirt, and it's, it's uh, and I love the song. I just had a different ha'ara this year, that it's dark outside. We all know the song, it's dark outside, but it's light in here. Thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem. And it's so beautiful. But something hit me, and then of course I thought of Rabbi Kalish, and I said, I don't know if everyone always experiences that it's dark outside and it's light in here. I think a lot of people can connect more to it's light outside, but it's dark in here. Which many times, the way we relate to other people on the outside, and we give our light on the outside, but it's dark in here. Thank you, Rabbi Kalish. Thank you, Rabbi Kalish. That was my song. It's light outside, but it's dark in here. Thank you, Rabbi Kalish. Thank you, Rabbi Kalish. And why do I say that? Because I think all of us, and I think especially those who have been with, when the yeshiva in, in Durham and Waterbury for many years, is that it's not about when it's light outside or it's light in here. It's when someone can come to you. And I had this own experience this year with my own son. My own son. I've seen it for the last seven years where there's a light that the Rav is able to somehow, some x-ray vision, some something, I have no idea what it is, some, some, we, have, we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. But is able to say, yeah, it's dark inside. No, it's not. I'm with you. I'm here. Thank you. And I know with my own son, my son was great, was great, was great, and everyone's great. My son was great. He came to Waterbury, come, come, came to Rabbi Kesh. He had one conversation. It was before he was even in yeshiva. Was, he still has the picture when he was talking to Rabbi Kalish on the basketball courts and Heller in the gym. And he was like, Tati, Tati, that's it. I'm in love. Hashem should give us all the ability to be able to, to, be able to emulate people who, are, who have light and who, as I've said, and uh, I think I said it last week in the Masilla Sharman, I think I referenced Rabbi Kalish, I said about overflowing. May we all be Zoha to overflow. To overflow. It's an honor. Hashem should continue to give tremendous strength to the Rav. It's an honor, beyond honor, to be standing in the base Medrash. Sorry, my back's to you, I didn't realize. That, that to stand in this base Medrash. And I'm going to say this, not to just be cute. Rabbi Kayla said, okay, I'm going to introduce you, speak, blah, blah. It's your base Medrash. I'm saying this, that everyone knows this. Rabbi Kalish, this is his base Medrash. Rabbi Kalish doesn't just have his base Medrash wherever he has it. And it's an honor to be here with him. It's an honor for us all to be here with all of you. And may Hashem continue to, to give us all, all of Klal Yisrael, each and every one of us. And of course, you, the Rav, should, you should have tremendous more light and more light and more overflowing for many, many years to come. 
It's an honor to ask the Rav to say a few words. Thank you to our Rebbe, thank you to Rev Fischer Schlitter for your kind and very, very kind and generous words. Hashem listens to the prayers, whoever calls out to Hashem in truth, one condition, somebody calls out in truth, Hashem listens to such prayers. This base medrash is a bastion of emes, a fortress of truth. There are people for years, their bachram tapping in, it's a revolution that's going on in the world that people want to bring Hashem to every place. There's a generation that's not willing to say 
leave parts of me out and just soldier forward. No. I want every part of me to be filled with sincerity. There's an MS, there's a revolution of MS that's affecting the entire world. It's being felt every since. There's no place that this revolution is not being impacted by, by an emesticite that belongs, that, that, is, that exists here in tremendous amounts. People who are tapping in, I want, I want to, was opening up to a Rebbe, to a Chaver, and then saying, I want to connect to Hashem. I want to connect to his Torah. I want to bring light in all different places. This is a place of emes. I want to first, before we study Divrei Torah, I want to pray in a place, in a place of emes. We have to daven in such a place. It's a makam tefillah. This is l'chol asher yikru emes. was said on such a base medrash, no question. I want to specifically have much to be mispalo. Each other's success, each other's growth. Bringing light and bringing clarity and bringing sincerity to all the different places. The deepest far most the nooks and cranny that we want to bring emes there too. We daven for each other. I want to express it's a, it's a thank you and a continuing we're that a Rebbe of ours Rebbe Zone is here. The love, the love that we feel to him is because of the love we're reciprocating the love he has for us and we've all been mispalel, or being mispalel, for Ilana Rivka Bas Rachel. And I want to sing Hashem Ali Rachman, Revezi nailed it, of course. And I want to sing Hadi Ges Revezi. I want to pray. I want to pray with the Chevra. But I want to <laughs> pray together, Hashem Ali Rachman, and be mispalel weiter. We've seen Rifuas, and we want Rifuas Shlema, the word Shlema, complete Rifuas. We want a complete refuah for Ilana Rivka Bas Rachel, Besayich Sharech Yisrael, amongst all the Chaylam and Klal Yisrael that need a refuah Shlema. Yeshua for Klal Yisrael, Yeshua for ourselves, for our friends. So let's be Mispalel together and then we'll learn the Vray Torah. Hashem Aleirachamim Rachim
I want to study for a few minutes journeys, trips. Avram Avinu says about Sarah Imenu, Hine no yodati. Now I know, Hine no yodati ki isho yifas mara. I know about you, Sarah Imenu, you're a fast mara. And the question is, what taught Avram that? Hine no, now I know. Says Rashi, the derech eretz. It's normal. To derech eretz, the typical, the typical of the world, is a person's misbaze mitarech haderech. Misbaza, art scroll translates misbaza, beautiful pirish. Art scroll is a pirish. Talmidech and beautiful ones that are a pirish. The Torah remains the words of Torah, and art scrolls are wonderful tzaddikim who are mefarish as they explain. They are not a translation. We don't translate. Torah is Torah. They're a pirish. They're talmidech hacham who say a pshat. And art girls mefarish, misbaze, that a person's unsightly. Travel makes a person unsightly. You come out of the car, you often feel if you had pretzels on the trip, like a bottle of oil. You come out, you're unsightly. I get a lot of dandruff on me, clothing's all messed up. You're unsightly, a person's misbaze, mitarech, aderech. And sorry, man, who's different, she's a medes it's a beautiful pshat, but I'm not convinced that's the pshat. It doesn't fit great into the word misbaza. I understand that Talmidech Acham Meridech Pshat, because it's Sarah's Aymedes Piyafya, so the opposite of staying in one's beauty is misbaza is unsightly, but misbaza doesn't mean unsightly. And what does Chazal mean that normally a person's misbaza from travel and Sari Menu's different? What are Chazal saying? For many, many years, we have an oddity in yeshiva. We're in the yeshiva league, and every team plays seven home games and seven road games, every team in the league. And there's Hashem, Hashem is the best. You couldn't, no po- no artist could draw the picture. The Waterbury Wolfpack plays 14 road games. 14 road games, the only team in the league. It's league rules. They don't go to Connecticut. It's a tri-state league. They don't go to Connecticut. League rules. Guess how many teams are in Connecticut? One. They don't go to Connecticut, and we travel to every game, a road game. Road warriors. We do it the hard way. And we play every game. It's very hard. You travel long distances. We play games away. And inevitably, guys fetch about the trip. Three hours, four hours, you drive eight hours in one game. They say it's hard. I always think to myself, our cars are wonderful. What's so hard? We have beautiful cars. My own car, maybe I just take it personally. My own car goes to the game. I think it's beautiful. And you get play any music, sports, FAA, whatever you want, temperature set. What's the big deal? Go. Easy travels, and yet guys complain from the trip. What's going on? I always daven to Hashem. I like traveling, and I'm going to explain. I love trips. I always daven in a family. Usually, pardon, the family usually has one child that's a throw upper, like ruins the travel. I always daven to Hashem, and Hashem answered my prayers. I don't have one throw upper. We go in cars. I wanted, I wanted, but family trips are wonderful. And you always, what's this 
journey. What's the difficulty with traveling? That guys complain to travel to a game when beautiful cars. Why do people complain about the trip? They always try to tell the team that in years from now, the game, some you'll remember, some you won't. But the trips, you'll always remember the beautiful journey. And what is it that people are so, somebody has a chasna and lake would make the cha, your chasna wherever you want. Beautiful. People kvetch. They say, you know, the SH curse word, that word you shouldn't say, let alone in a beismedish, let alone in a beismedish of emes. The SH curse word, people say, schlep. <laughs> they came out louder than I wanted, I'm sorry. People say about, as if like it's difficult to go to anybody who comes to my simcha, SH is to the simcha, please don't come. Nasekalaleches, the simcha. Yet people kvetch so much, we have beautiful cars, what's going on? I'm a normal person, we're all human beings, we have busy schedules, what's, what's all the commotion about a trip? I thought a lot about it, and it's pasha to me that what bothers us is that it's ridiculous. Mrs. Potter is right. If you want to go somewhere, you should apparate. If I want to be at a chasna, I should be at the chasna. It's so crazy. Angels want to be somewhere, so you're here. It's mishug. If I want to be in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Fisher's yeshiva, some saintess, you should be here. You have to travel there. It's so strange. It's bizarre. It's awkward. A person's misbazah means human indignity. It's a deep and profound indignity, the journey. It's so ridiculous. I just want to be there. I have, we, we're playing against, we're playing JEC, so we should be in JEC's gym, obviously. And it's complete human indignity that you have to travel there. And therefore, most people, when they walk out of a car, are misbazah. They're deeply and profoundly shamed, if you will. It's mispaza. A person comes out of a car, they feel, they feel the frailty of human life. They're mispaza, they're indig- it's an indignity. And Sari Menu walks out of the car, she could play the game. The guys tell me that the wolf pack needs to arrive at least an hour and a half before the game. She can go right out of the car and busy, no problem. I met this Biafia, what's the secret? Why does travel not bother her when the normal human being is so damaged from travel and so indignified from travel and it doesn't happen to Sari Menu? She's a medes biyafya. And the secret, where does the Torah teach it to us? Sari Menu followed loyally her husband. Lech lecha and she goes to Eretz Yisrael. And then a famine happens in Eretz Yisrael and she's sent out of Eretz Yisrael. She has every reason to have human indignity. You tell me Hashem to go and then you tell me leave, is this some joke? It's hard enough to travel a wasted journey. And any human being, the average, a typical human being would be mispaza, would be tremendously damaged from such a journey. Not Sarah Imenu, she's a medes piyafya, hine na yadati kisha yifas mara. She's untainted by the journey. She has emuna. she has faith in Hashem. The journey, each step, each step is precious and important. Each place we were holding, each part of our journeys, every step in the way is precious because so Hashem wants. And we walk with Hashem, the trip itself, the journey itself is precious and important. 
I have an interesting contrast. Right, Browns and I were last week we're in, in <coughs> Durham, and this week we'll be together in Eretz Yisroel. And you see people at a later stage in Durham in the base Medrash, we see people playing checkers during davening. On Shabbos we have a davening, people are davening. The same guy is holding a Gemara in his hands. And in Durham I want to tell the guy about the guy holding the, the Gemara in his hands. I want to describe, I came last year and I saw you the notice learning this Chavrusa, and I want to bacher in Yeshiva, I want to bacher. I want a bucket to know about that picture. I want a bucket to have that picture. But here I want to tell you about the guy playing checkers in the base medrash. I want you to know that picture. I want you to know that every step of the trip is beautiful. Don't you ever forget it. I worry. You see somebody's a bentaira. I, I met today. My brother-in-law was telling me about Shem Goldshine. And I worry. I worry. <laughs> I worry that even at the point we become Yisrael and we're shaykh to Yisrael, to success, to great accomplishment, to great kvishas ayetzer, but I worry that a person shouldn't forget. I used to, I was in a yeshiva for one year, beautiful place, but I would observe that the guy would learn and the second he was successful, he would put down the guy struggling. would say, I can't be with him. I didn't understand it, what am I saying? Because he forgot in Yisrael the name Yaakov, Shem Yerachim. And the Yitzhahara, when Yaakov Avinu's name is changed to Yisrael after victory, says your name should never be called Yaakov again, and Hashem in the next Pasuk calls him Yaakov. The name Yaakov, the journey is beautiful, don't ever forget it. And all our lives, with all our successes, we'll have much Yisrael. But we'll have Yaakovs, we'll have battles and struggles. Never forget the beauty of the journey. Never be misbazah. You know, the Emuna says each step, each struggle, each difficulty is precious and important. And Sari Menus, I met this Yafia, she stays, she stays biyafi. It's a big madrega, she stays biyafi. She doesn't have the worn out. She doesn't have, she's not beaten from the struggle. She's not worn down. There's a freshness. There's an excitement. A great Talmud Chacham was Nifter this year who was somebody who didn't waste an ice. He was known as from the biggest Masmidim in America. People, it's a tremendous, tremendous, from the great Talmud Chacham in the entire country, in the entire world. Rabbi Yasha was Machshavim. He didn't waste words. He didn't talk, he didn't, there was no idle conversation, it was difficult, very few people were close to the Sabbath. He wasn't a man of words. He once walked up to me by a simcha, and we couldn't, I couldn't engage him in much conversation, he wasn't a person of much words. Measured, and he said to me, I'll, I'll never ever forget it, and he was somebody who was a, a going from the big Paiskim in America, he wrote a Sefer in Halacha that is studied by Yushalmi's, every worldwide, Bnei Brak, anywhere you go, where there's a Yid study his Svarim. And this Yid said to me, he looked at the guys dancing at a chasna, and he said, I see a beauty here that I don't see anywhere in the world. He told me, the Bachram, have a look. There's a Yaifi here, he said to me, the Sadiq. There's a Yaifi here. That I don't, that I, that I can't get over. He told me the chasm. I never heard more from him. 
Shalom, nothing more, nothing less. But he said there's a Yaifi here. He saw the Yaifi of Hine Noya Dati. He saw that Yaifi of people that are not misbazim, Tarech Aderech. That there's difficulties, there are challenges for sure. It's Tarech Aderech. A lot happens on the road. The next guy's elbow is in your nose. It's hard, it's tight, it's a little tight in the van. But we're not misbazim, Tarech Aderech. In this Hasidic world, there are always stories of the wagon drivers. There's a deep oymek to that. There's a deep, there's a depth to that, that there's tremendous stories. I collect stories on the road. I love stories on the road. The trip, I've been with many guys. We've gone on many trips. The trips are, are wonderful. Because each step, each step, we're not misbazah. When you have emuna, when you have faith, that there's places to go. And they're all different things, and you need to stop at many rest. I stop, I'm very annoying to travel with. I stop at many rest stops. If you want to just fly and get there, don't take my ride. They're quicker, they're quicker whips, I think the guy's called. But they're quicker ways. They're quicker ways to get there. I don't drive fast. I don't think one should speed. And I stop a lot because I appreciate the journey. I might throw a football at the rest stop, or just schmooze, or just chill at the rest stop. But the trip is very important. The trip's extremely important to me. I don't have any kids that are throw-uppers. I wonder. I try this experiment. If you want no kids, pray for anything you want. And just don't be negative. The parents are negative. And then three kids throw up on every trip. They learned it from somewhere. Maybe if it's optimistic, a geschmacker trip in the car, we're going somewhere. Maybe if there's song in the car and some good jokes. Some friendship and camaraderie. I'm not sure there'll be so many. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe motion sickness is a thing. Maybe it's, I don't know. But a person is misbazim Because it's an indignity. People, the trip, I just want to be there. Not our chevra. Not our chevra. The trip is precious. And we celebrate the trip. We engage the trip. Because each step with an amuna, amuna. And sorry, and a great tzaddik said about this chevra, that your eye made in your yaifi. That your eye made in your yaifi. They weren't used to such a thing. People have journeys, they're mispaza, not our chevra. The eye made the yaifi. Because there's a sense, I'm working, I'm fighting, and I'm going, but the journey itself is precious. So I wanted one, give us all a bracha, that all of us should be zaycha. It's a big deal to be oimid the yaifi. And this precious gift that Sari Menu gave to our nation on the difficult journeys of life, sometimes what appears to almost be hard to understand, almost unnecessary, but the smartest one of all deems it necessary. She's Aymedes Biyafi, she's unchanged by the journey. And my first bracha to all of us, we should be Zaycha to be Aymed in our Yafi with the journeys of life. I want to share another Dvar Torah, but first I want to give a special bracha. It's a birchas hedyot, but if I'm a shliach tzivah, then it has more worth. I want to give a bracha to two guys. It's especially important to me that their bachram, certainly all of us are, are aiming to serve Hashem, to connect to Torah, to tefillah, to big madregas and avoidus Hashem. But we meet along the way people that are dedicated besides their own growth and certainly not, in, not, not instead of their own growth, together with their own growth to pick up the next person. 
Love Hashem, you should cause Hashem's name to be loved. Grow and cause the next guy to grow. I have a special tefillah always that the ones that assist others in growing should have tremendous siyata deshmaya in their own growth. It's so important. It's important for every person to grow, but specifically those that reach out, they steig, they're sitting and learning, but they make sure the next guy knows the Gemara also. They're running and steiging, but they make sure, sure they come back to their father. But they're brothers with them. They don't leave their brother back behind. There's a special bracha and tefillahs that are given to those that assist others in steiging. They need, they deserve, and it's important. It's a chizuk to others. If they're successful, so then it's a chizuk for the next one. I'm not giving up. Avram Avinu didn't, didn't in any way, didn't in any way give up. I say on Avram Avinu, he was so selfish that he was just busy with chesed. He didn't lose by giving. Rabbi Yerucham described he expanded. His anoichi expanded. He didn't lose by giving. And I want to thank two people here who are assisting others in the growth. I want to thank Yedidya Grandstein tremendously. Thank as well, yes, chaps. I wanted to get Shapiro as well. And I, these two precious, these two precious B'nai Torah, these two shining lights, Hashem should give Siyata Dishmayat to climb, to keep growing, to find a good, a worthy Ziva, it will be somebody amazing to find the right Shidduch, Bikarov, to Steig, to grow, to continue, to have tremendous Siyata Dishmaya, to grow and serve Hashem, Mitoich Yishavadas, Mitoich Happiness, with tremendous Hatzlach, Avolta Yedid Yenitzi. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Nachum always. If the guys knew how much Nachum steiging, you'd all stand up for me. back. We hear all the way back in America how much how much he's doing in the yeshiva and assisting others and Hashem should ben Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo Zalman. A tremendous hatzlach he should have in his own, he should find the right shidduch and shtayig and have tremendous siyata d'shmai and all in yani ruchnis and yani gashmi it's appreciated all that you're giving to others. Yashakayosh Shalom Zalman. When Yosef HaTzadik
I see different guys. It's hard just to continue going on. I want to say to Avi Jasler, a beautiful person. Hashem should send the Nechama to Avi, to his entire Mishpacha. They should see Nechamas amongst all those in Klal Yisrael who need Nechamas, and he should continue. We're proud of his Shtaigen, continue to have success in all your Shtaigen, Avi. When Yosef HaTzadik sends back to his father that he's alive, so he points to a Sogya Egla Arufa. And he says it was the last Sogya that Yaakov Avinu had studied with Yosef HaTzadik. They had studied together the sugya of Egla Rufa, and he wanted his father to know that he still remembered the sugya of Egla Rufa. The sugya we learned together is fresh on my mind. And the question begs itself that what about, there's a hashkacha, everything's hashkacha, Hashem. And certainly if the last sugya that Yaakov Avinu learned with Yosef was Egla Rufa, there's something in that sugya that was a message to Yosef HaTzadik in difficult circumstances. And when Yosef HaTzadik sends back to his father some remez that I'm holding in the sugi of Egla Rufa, Vatchi Ruach Yaakov Avim. Yaakov Avinu, the Shechina Shaira again, he gets a chaos. He's rejuvenated Yaakov Avinu when he hears that Yosef HaTzadik remembers the sugi of Egla Rufa. There's something in that sugi of Egla Rufa that invigorates that Yaakov Avinu says, ah, Yosef HaTzadik remembers that sugya, excellent. What in the sugya of Egla Rufa did Yaakov Avinu feel to learn with Yosef upon his exile, upon his trip into Golis? And what about that sugya gave Yaakov, Atchiruach Yaakov Avim, gave him such a chiyos? So I want to share perhaps as follows. The story of Egla Rufa is a person is found murdered outside of a city, a dead body. And the question is, who done it? Who murdered this unfortunate soul? Who did the murder? And remarkably, Hashem's first suspect, it's a big deal if you accuse somebody of a sin, a very big deal. It's not simple. And for Hashem to ask a guy, did you do it? is very painful that you're suspected that maybe you had a part in this. Very painful to be a suspect in a crime. And who's Hashem's first suspect is the Zikne Yair. There's somebody brutally murdered, and the Zikne Yair, the elders, the Tzadikim, are the first suspect. And they have to proclaim, they have to answer, they have to go on the, tr- on the, on the stand. And answer Hashem's question, did you murder this soul? What's the, what shaykh is the chiyal al-adas? The zikne ear, this person had bullet holes. The tzadike ear are the first ones that are questioned by Hashem. Did you murder this soul? Strange story. Not simple to ever accuse a person of a crime is... They cry when they ask the Kayan if, if he was at stake. They cried, he cries, not simple. To accuse somebody of a crime. And Hashem asks the Zikne Yair, the very question brings to Bechia. Did you murder this soul? What's the question? The introspection that Zikne Yair have to have 
that a murdered body, the question is asked to them, did you murder this soul? Just the question you change your life, that Hashem asked you that question. And the Zikneer is thinking, what is Hashem asking of me? And the question is as follows, did you do Levaya? To every guest, there's Achila Shesiyah and Levaya. And the question to the Zikneer ear is, do you practice Levaya? Did you, did you encourage in your city, Levaya, to a guest you give to eat, Achila, Shesiyah, give to drink? And Levaya, Levaya means you accompany the guest when he leaves. And the question to the Zikneya ear is, did you enforce Levaya? If in the city you didn't teach Levaya, it wasn't an environment of Levaya, then you have blood, you are the murderer, we look no further. So then you're responsible, Zikneya ear. And if in this city there's Levaya, then it's an aberration, you're not responsible at all. You, you did what you can, it's your anus, it's not your fault. What is this about Levaya that accompanying guests says that makes the difference if the Zikneya ear live to their responsibilities? Achila Shesiya means to be nice to somebody. And to be nice to somebody without Levaya, Achila Shesiya is Aish, you're a dangerous person, you're consuming. There are cities in America that are recipients of great kindness by the country. And the country tries to figure out that the kindness, somebody receives kindness, it should elevate the person. And yet people constantly not being elevated. And here we're giving kindness. And there's a kindness that does the exact opposite of elevate a person. The very kindness could bury the person. And it's a kindness that's born out of pity. A nebuch, to give somebody to eat and drink is wonderful. But if the shayrish of your eating and drinking, nebuch, be nice to the nebuch, so you actually better not to do the kindness. The achilah itself is ish, is damaging. Better not to do good to the person you pity that person. And the pity itself, the kindness itself, lowers the receiver of the kindness. Levaya, to be malave, a person says, I respect you so much. I love you. You're worthy of an entourage. You bring them in and you bring them out. Levaya. I respect you. I appreciate you. You're valuable and precious. Avram Avinu's chesed was Eishel Avram. was a chesed where he said to his guests, Adoy Noi, my masters. I love you. I respect you. I'm dazzled by you. And could you please, if I can please, it would be such a boost for me if I could help you. It was a kindness that came from a place of respect. That's Levaya. The Zikneya ear have one question. Do you have a city that Levaya's practice? Are people respected here? But deeply, but profoundly. That's the question to the Zikneya ear. Covet is not pretend. You can't give somebody covet like a, like a little toy. I'll give you a little covet. No, no, no. Covet is Iker covet v'machshava, the Chayadim says. Covet is v'machshava, it's in the mind. Covet is that you profoundly hold of a person. And the chiyuv of, of Levaya is to be mechabed people, to honor and profoundly honor people. And Egla Rufus brought, Egla Rufus brought, the Ziknei Yerev to proclaim that we didn't murder this soul, we teach and we're mechabed people. Levaya's practice here. If you were mechabed people, you're not the cause of this murder. 
Rachmanolitzlan, if you didn't teach an atmosphere of being mechabit people, so then you're not innocent in this gruesome murder. And the last Torah that Yaakov Avinu learned with Yaisvat Sadik was this sugya. And is it possible that in Mitzrayim, the most dangerous thing in Mitzrayim, there's so much access to so much tumma. There's so many dangerous sites. And you know the deepest danger of Mitzrayim? Is that a person loses dignity. That a person loses the sense, you know how precious we are. The covet is lost, Levayas. Shayach to lose a sense. A person, Hashem Yerachim, will forget who they are, the preciousness that is them. And the last sugya that Yaakov Avinu learned with Yosef is a sugya of Levaya. Every yid is worthy of somebody accompanying them. They're precious and important. That was the last sugya that Yaakov learned with Yosef. And when Yosef sent back to Yaakov, I'm alive, but is he really alive? I'm alive, but did you survive? I'm alive, but are you thriving? Are you, what's with you, Yosef? And he says, I remember Egla Arufa. I remember the Sugyatat of Levaya. I never forgot who I am. I saw in a, a Sefer, a beautiful Sefer, one of the nicest things I've ever seen in my life. It says, Yosef HaTzadik was tempted by the sin, and he saw Demos Diyuknai Shalaviv. And all of us translate that he saw Demos Diyuknai, the visual of his father, he saw Yaakov Avinu. But I saw in a precious Sefer that he saw the Musti Yoknai. He saw the Demos of his, he saw himself, Shel Aviv, the way his father saw him. He saw the Musti Yoknai, Shel Aviv. He saw his picture that his father painted of him. He saw that his, what his father held of him. And he, was, and he wasn't Nechshel. He saw what his father saw in him. And the last Sugya that Yaakov Avinu learned with Yosef was Levaya, the picture of a Yid. The Yid's worthy of accompaniment. The covet, the dignity, the glory of a Yid. That was the last Sugna that Yaakov Avinu learned with Yosef. And years later, decades later, when Yosef HaTzadik says, Tata, I've survived. But I didn't survive, I, I'm, I've thrived, I'm, I'm fired. He sends back to his father, I remember the covet, the great dignity that is a Yid, and Yaakov Avinu has a tremendous chiyos. It's Ashrenu that we're in a yeshiva, that here Levaya is practiced. Here the Rosh Yeshiva is a kanoi on Levaya. Here people are respected, but the emes, but the emes, b'fanav, shaloi b'fanav. I once told the Yid was going into Chenach, I said, you'll only have success, you're vacationing with your wife in Hawaii, and you speak about a bachar, you're like felling about a bachar. You won't have any success with a person if you don't hold of him tafe, what you think in the recesses of your brain. You speak to your wife, you're like, you're talking about the bachar. That's the Rosh Hashiva, that's Rosh Hashashli to hear. That a person profoundly, it's not what you're told, you're a nice boy, pat, pat. Shekhev doesn't do anything, garnish. Iker kavod b'machshava, here a person is respected, is appreciated, b'be'emes. And then it's no shock when a person is covered, a person is respected, then on all the difficult challenges, all the difficult things, the mali zima that's around in Mitzrayim, the person is shayich in such a world when they remember their dignity, the covered, levayas practice. To remember the preciousness that is me, 
the preciousness that is you, the preciousness that is him, the person is shaykh, to stay taka, to grab something strong, something deep, that which they are, and from that place to have tremendous success and to get out of Egypt unscathed. To become a Mishnah, a Melech in Mitzrayim, to just rise to tremendous Madregas. We're Zaycha, Shreinu. But it's, besides being Zaycha, we're obligated to join that revolution. Respect the next person, Rabbi. Tremendous respect. See greatness in Yechavim. Respect, and that's a revolution of Kavit. And let's all join. If we're doing it, let's do it a little better. But the Emes. How will you tell him? Be mechabed. See his mindless. Say it. See it. Hold be what you see. But see it. See it in yourself and see it in your friend. See in yourself beauty and see in your friend. All of us should be zeicher. To see our own beauty and in turn to have that strength to see the beauty in somebody else and help people see the beauty in themselves. Yashreya. Yashreya. Yashreya.